direct your attention, if we can, please, to Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8. <clears throat> and um, what I have to share is more than I have time to share, but I want to share with you just a few thoughts, if we can, <clears throat> from the book of Proverbs. We'll be taking some time over the next um, several Wednesdays talking about the topics in the book of Proverbs. 31 chapters, and each of them uh, have a... Um, uh, each of those chapters, if, if you want to read through the book of Proverbs, you can do so one chapter a day. would take no uh, more than three and a half minutes for anyone who even struggles with reading. To read. Can you afford three and a half minutes of your day? I think most of us could if we make a decision to do it. To read at least one chapter of the book of Proverbs every day. And then, if you did that every day for a month and then every day for the next month, You'd read it 12 times in a year and probably 12 times more wise in making decisions. And we've talked about this last week a little bit about wisdom. That's one of the key words in the book of Proverbs is wisdom. It's only mentioned about 18 times, but definitely the concept is there over and over. And wisdom is pinpointing and practicing God's thinking on a matter. It's finding out how God feels about it and then doing it. There are three concepts in, in, in Proverbs, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Knowledge is knowing what. Wisdom is knowing how to use what you know. And then understanding is the why. It is the, it is the, it is the what, it is the how, and it is the why. Well, right in the middle of that is wisdom. And, of course, when, when, when Solomon, the human author who wrote the book of Proverbs, tells us about that, he really puts, uh, he just kind of tells us it's very valuable and you need it. So, just for sake of time tonight, I'm just going to ask you to direct your attention. Proverbs chapter 8, and let's look at verse number 10. Receive my instruction, not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. And it starts out the chapter that wisdom is crying out for the attention especially of people who don't know what they need to know. How many have been in that position where you don't know what you need to know? I mean, I was a really good parent before I became a parent. <laughs> I had more ideas on how to figure out stuff, and I'd sit down and say, you know what, if I'm a parent, I'm never going to have that happen to me, and all those that happened to me and a lot more. Uh, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, I know how to fix everything. When you're in the position to fix it, then it's a different story for you. But wisdom cries out and said, listen, I want to encourage you to look my way. Listen to me. And he cries to the simple. He says, look, fools, you need to listen. And a fool is someone who really ignores and defies God's principles. They ignore it and they absolutely go against it. They don't care what God has to say. They want to go the way of man. And by the way, most of us are born that way. The Bible says foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. So our kids, you don't have to teach them how to be foolish. They already know how. And they learned it from us because <laughs> we already knew how. But he's crying out for wisdom. And the first thing about wisdom I'd like to encourage you to notice, number one, is that wisdom is extremely valuable. It's valuable. Look at verse number 11. For wisdom is better than rubies and all things that thou mayest desire are not to be compared to it. Wisdom is extremely valuable. Valuable. It's supremely valuable. Number two, let's look real quickly for the sake of time. Verse 12, read it out loud with me, would you please? I, wisdom, dwell and find out the knowledge 
Wisdom gives you prudence. Now, prudence is the ability to see something for what it really is. It's to see something. It's to, it's to evaluate what something as it is. Many of us are gravely, and many of society are gravely deceived. I hate being duped. I hate not understanding something, trying to figure out something. Prudence, wisdom says, I am prudence. I'll help you. A prudent man foreseeth evil and hideth himself. But a simple person passes on and they take their licks. They get punished from it. Prudence is to be able to decide or discern and to see things the way they are. Have you ever driven a car that was fogged up, fogged up, and all you could see is like a little bit of a defrost right here? Don't drive that way. That's very dumb. Don't do that. You don't have, you can't see things the way they are. You need a really a clear windshield. And wisdom does that. Wisdom gives you a clear windshield to see life as it is so you can make right decisions. Let's look at the next thing that wisdom is. It's very valuable. It's prudent. Would you look at verse 13? Let's read it together. The fear of the Lord is to pride and arrogancy and the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate. The Bible tells us here that fear, uh, it, pr- wisdom gives us the fear of the Lord. Now, once again, the fear of the Lord is not necessarily like walking around thinking, is he going to whack me again? Not being afraid of God. It's recognizing that God is with you. Fear of the Lord is acknowledging him. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. And then he will what? Direct your path. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. It's the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. This is what it says right here. Um, It elevates your behavior when you know God is with you. The fear of the Lord is, is strong confidence. And his children have a place of refuge. It's good for you, good for yourself, good for your own courage. And it's good for your children and your posterity. He said the fear of the Lord. It's by the fear of the Lord that men hate evil. Boy, you can't love flowers unless you hate weeds. And you can't love God unless you hate the things that are against his nature. You can't love God and, and uh, love the things that are against his nature. And boy, the devil has a dirty trick. He likes to get you to laugh at things that are wicked so that later we will accept that. Let's go on to the next one, if we can, please. The fear of the Lord. Number 14. Counsel is mine, sound wisdom, I am understanding, I have what? Wisdom embodies strength. If you and I have the wisdom, we pinpoint and practice God's way of doing things, there's naturally more strength in that individual, whether it be me or you, to practice. Because I am strength. You know, many people will work on gyms and, and they, will, they will do cardio and they'll do weightlifting and all that stuff is fine and good. And the Bible says bodily exercise it profiteth little, but godliness is profitable to all things. He said, really, wisdom gives you inner man strength. And boy, you've got to have strength to stay in a marriage that is struggling. You've got to have strength to, to study the Bible. You have to have strength to go soul winning. You have to, you have, to have strength to be steadfast when you want to quit. You have to have strength to to serve faithfully. You know that strength doesn't come from you and me. It comes from wisdom. Let's look at the next thought if we can, please. Would you look at verse number 15? By me, kings reign and princes decree judgment. 
Wisdom entails and demands or is a, is a need of leaders. If you're going to lead something, whether you're a boss at work or you're a teacher in a classroom, you're a mom, you're a dad, uh, you have any domain in which God has given you responsibility to oversee, uh, you need wisdom. It's a leadership requirement. Then I love them, verse 17. Verse 16 goes on to say, For princes, for by me, by wisdom, princes rule, and nobles, even all the judges of the earth. Verse 17, read it with me. I love them that love me, and those that seek me. I'm going to close with this right here. But the wonderful thing about wisdom, not only is it valuable, uh, not only, not only is, it, uh, is it the fear of the Lord, is it give me prudence to, to see things as they are to make the right decisions. Not only is it needed for, for leadership, but it's attainable. You can have it. He says, I love them, but here's what you're going to have to have to have wisdom. You're going to have to love it back. <laughs> he said, I love them that love me. In verse number 18, chapter 18, verse 1, the Bible says, Through desire, a man having separated himself, seeketh in the meadows with all wisdom. If you want wisdom, you can have it. You'll have to make that decision. Is it something I want? You know, when a guy wants to win a championship, there's a lot of things. I went to a gym yesterday morning, early in the morning to watch, and I saw a young man shooting the ball over and over and over again. So then I watched him play last night in the game, and he did really well. He made a lot of those shots. He made some of those great layups he practiced. You know, with that young man, he wants to be good at basketball. So he's willing to get up early and get to the gym in the morning early before anyone even shows up. You know, people who want to, to succeed in a particular place, they have to put their time in. And if you want wisdom, it's available to you. I love them that... Love me. And then I would say the last thing real quickly this evening is wisdom is personified in the person of Jesus. You know, everything that we just said about Jesus, about wisdom, is true of Jesus. Is he valuable? Yeah. Can he help you see things the way they really are? Yeah. When you know the truth, the truth makes you free. Yeah. Uh, does, does Jesus... Um, uh, is he, we help you be a better leader in your home? Sure. Is he accessible? The Bible says he's not far from any one of us. He's close. He's as close as the mention of his name. You can go through the rest of the chapter and go say, I, wisdom, dwell from everlasting to everlasting. Even whenever God formed the earth, he said, I, wisdom, I was there. Because wisdom is Jesus. You know, the reason for Christmas is Jesus. There may be someone here today, and you're not for sure that you have Jesus. Remember the old billboard, got milk? <laughs> Trying to sell you a glass of milk? They could give me an Oreo, I'm all in. But you know the truth of the matter is, got Jesus? If you have Jesus, you have everlasting life. If you don't have Jesus, you don't have everlasting life. But he's attainable. He's not very far from you. He said that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That means anybody who would want him, he would, he would come. 
Jesus said in John chapter 6 and verse 37, all that the Father giveth me shall come to me. Not coming to church or to a baptistry, not coming to a pastor or a priest, not coming to a catechism or a covenant, but coming to the person of Jesus. He said, all the Father giveth me will come to Jesus, and him that cometh to Jesus, he will in no wise cast out. Wisdom is attainable. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Let's pray.